Honestly, I know you have. But those I mean, lazy position players that was there first. <laughs> they mail it in, don't they? <laughs> you know, we've been here working and toiling away in this tough Florida environment. <laughs> you know, this 80 degrees. Toiling. That's a, toiling is yeah. an underused, but uh, that's a proper word. We were having this conversation yesterday after you were gone. Not about you specifically, but being a veteran, at what point in spring are you like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. Let's let's yeah. go because it seems to go on for another couple of weeks and people have been done with it by then yeah it's a bit long it is i mean th there's a couple good things about that it gives young guys uh a chance to get out there and play that probably wouldn't have had a chance otherwise to to make a you know an impression on the big league coaching staff um but you know for the for the veteran players that that uh, have been around for a minute uh you just don't need that many games to get ready yeah um Sometimes it can put you right into a slump. or, But, you know, there are good things. We've talked about one of them already. But the other one, you know, sometimes you go through a little mid-spring training arm rut where you're just getting out there and you get a little tendonitis, and then you kind of get over that by the time the season starts. But it does seem a bit young I, I know, or long. I know they're, uh, they're making a few dollars on it, though, probably. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure. Pretty it's good. part of the business. Oh, yeah, the business absolutely. of baseball is good, while, while there might be so, some random distractions. Hey, Adam, I wanted to talk to you because we were just talking about, you know, first day. We, we walked back, watched some live BPs yesterday, and there are, there are some talented young arms around this organization, always have been over the years, and we see it year in, year out, guys step up. A, a couple of guys, I, I was saying, if I was playing MLB the show, you a video game guy, or were you back in the day? Yeah, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, yes. Super Nintendo, the what was, real ones. What was the, what was the favorite game that you had back in the day? <laughs> um, RBI Baseball. Yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah. Classic. RBI Baseball yeah, you and, win. and Mario Kart are the two greatest games of all time. I can still I beat you at Mario Kart. That's a fact. I doubt that. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I said if I was playing MLB The Show and I had, like, to, to build a player of, like, what he's going to look like, I think I might build Johan Oviedo. No doubt. Dude, I, I, like, he, he walks in. There's a presence to him. You see him on the mound. You're like, oh. Oh, this yeah. kid's got something. He's huge. Yes. He's huge, and he's uh, he was my catch partner for a few days there, and he plays a great game of catch. You know, it's a good to see a young guy back, be able to back the ball, you know, back it up to 150, 180 feet and throw it on a line and, and hit you somewhere around the chest. You know, it's uh, <clears throat> it's kind of a lost art, a good game of catch. Now we play more fetch than we do catch. It seems like guys are, you know, they're, they're, they're taunting these uh, – these nice Range Rovers and Bentleys and stuff that are sitting over here in this parking lot. That's not just happening at my kids' Little League. That's happening at, at Major League Camp. I always tell – no offense to you, Brad. Yeah, You no were a starting pitcher <laughs> yeah. at one point. But I always uh -huh. tell these guys, hey, if you want to be a reliever, play fetch. If you want to be a starter, play catch. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that we don't hear. That there, there is – and it's logical, but there should be a, a, a means to an end when you're playing catch, right? Well, I think I think the – the purpose of me continuing to ride guys on this is that it's that lesson that, that Chris Carpenter and Braden Looper and Marquis and Greg Maddox and all these guys taught me over the years was, you know, every single throw matters. When, you're, when you've got the ball in your hand, you're not just randomly, you know, wildly tossing it about. You're focused on a spot on a chest or on a glove somewhere small that, that you're trying to hit and you're, you're getting better. It's practice and you know it's good it's supposed to be good practice it's not supposed to be you know kind of messing around so why is it happening like that dudes are just trying to throw as hard as they can not worried about control uh, i mean it's always been like that to an extent but yeah the 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 emphasis now is put so much onto stuff 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 and and 
and not on location, location, location. But so, like, here's an example. Last year, Jordan Hicks is playing catch in spring training. He's throwing 104 miles an hour sinkers at, at whoever he's playing catches with, his ankles every time. <laughs> Speak of the devil, he just drives by in one of the bigger trucks I've seen in camp. No, that wasn't Jordan. He's already here. Oh, is that not him? Yeah, no. Whose truck is that? That's uh, Cecil. Golly. That's a nice-looking truck. Three big trucks I've seen so far, him, Gant, and yeah. uh, Hicks. Yep. All right. Yeah, Jordan's already All right, there. sorry. So Jordan's just firing 103-mile-an-hour sinkers at the guy's ankles over and over again, and the guy, you know, he's doing his best, but he just can, has to continue to catch. I mean, they move a foot, you know. They move like your sinker at 103, Brad. Yeah, that's probably tough. So he had to, you know, he had to keep going, running, taking a lap basically to get the ball over and over again. And I just looked down and said, Jordan, what are you doing? You know, throwing the ball down there every time. And he's like, well, I'm working on my sinker. And I was like, that's, that's great. You know, but how about while we're playing catch, we just hit each other in the chest. And then at the end, you know, if you want the catcher to get down or whatever, you can you can fire it at his ankles if you all day long if you want to. We'll work on that at the end. But a good game of catch is kind of lost on. But Jordan's got a lot better. You know, you got to be able to have an old guy, salty guy, to you, be able to say something like that. You think that was something where it just clicked for him in the moment when you said it? Well, I think it was just he was he was worried that if he didn't work on down, down, down all the time, he would lose his sinker. And – uh, and there's some there's some truth in the matter that you got to have a lot of reps throwing the ball down down downhill, but you can play a good game of catch and then do that at the end, can't you? Sure. Brad? I mean you're 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 you know you were a sinker guy. Look, I'll be totally honest with you. I was trying to handcuff my partner every time. <laughs> I, right I, wanted, here, I wanted him to right hit, here, like yeah. right in the thumb where yeah. he's like, man, that was a good one. You sinker guy. <laughs> Dakota does the same thing. <laughs> Adam Wainwright with us on 101 ESPN. So if you're out there playing fetch, and uh, Mike Schilt or the organization affords you a breed of dog to go retrieve that fetch for you. You're a hunter and fisherman, so what, what dog are you going to get to play fetch with? Uh, definitely a, a lab, Labrador retriever, man. I, those are the coolest dogs on earth to me. I love a lab. If they didn't shed and smell bad, yes. they would be the perfect dog. Yes. They do mm -hmm. shed and smell bad. So, uh, But I'm outside playing fetch then, right? Yep. So definitely a lab. If I was inside, you got to go with the Labradoodle. You know, or one of those things. Hypoallergenic, too, right? That's the, right. the Labradoodle, that's yeah. a, a pretty good call. Yeah, golden retrievers do a pretty good – well, most golden retrievers – They shed, we, too, though, don't we, they? We, we have a golden retriever yeah, puppy. Retriever? Yeah, yeah. She, she's not really interested in bringing the ball back. She loves to go get it. Really? Yeah, but not bringing it back quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that could be the trainer. Not the, <laughs> I think, not Adam, I, I think you might be onto something there. <laughs> so I think that happens to Caesar? No, he doesn't let that happen. You got any food in your hand when you throw it yeah. out there? You got to teach him like that. Yeah, that, she is really highly food motivated. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's easy enough to get him trained. That, I, I would, just from a viewer standpoint, I'd like to see that during shagging, just a, just a whole <laughs> litter of them. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We need more hey, dogs around here. I, I wanted to go back to the idea you were talking about Dakota Hudson likes to do that, likes to handcuff people. He's got the nasty mm -hmm. sinker. Dude, you know the trends in baseball, and that's not trends. I mean, it's how people are pitching. It's four seams up now. It, it's the curveball off of it. We, I came up with Dave Duncan with you where it was sinker. It's down mm -hmm. in the bottom of the zone a lot of times. Uh, how how do you, for a guy like Dakota Hudson and Jordan Hicks, too, I mean, th that's their power. Like, that, that's what they do. It's bottom of the zone. It's sinking. How do you not take that away from a pitcher but also be able to teach them other things? I always had the problem for me. I, I was, was bottom of the zone all the time. And when I tried to elevate, unfortunately for me, elevating was I felt like I was throwing it at the – yes, yeah. it, it was like right in the honey hole. Like, yeah. how did those guys work? Because you had a great sinker as well. Like, how do you make that adjustment? Well, so at the end of the day, I mean, if look back at our season last year, right? 
the first half of the season, scouting report wise, we were very concerned with trying to get the ball up, you know, trying to trying to work into these weaknesses as we heard. But you know, we got Jack, Dakota, myself, and and Miles. But Miles works up a little bit more than we do. But and Waka, who's mm-hmm. a straight downhill pitcher. Yep. We got all these guys throwing the ball. And if you look at the second half of the season compared to the first half of the season, the second half of the season, what we really were devoted to was getting the ball down. Because the, the pitches that are being hit out, unless you're facing a Mike Trout, the pitches that, you're, that are being hit out are thigh to waist. You know, It's the pitches above that that are being swung and missed on, and the pitches below that that are still being hit on the ground, by the way. They're still being hit on. All these, ground, these, these hitters that talk about lifting, there's some really, really talented pit, uh, hitters talk about lifting the ball but if you throw the ball down they still hit it on the ground and so we we overcomplicate things sometimes if you have a pitcher who works really well up in the zone let him do that and if you have a pitcher who works really well down in the zone let him do that and now that now off of that you might want to sporadically throw one up in the zone uh, to, to give him a different look but if you have pitchers that do really well, something really well, don't take it from them. In the in the case of Michael Walker, the guy has maybe some of the greatest downhill tilt that any of us have ever seen. And so when we start talking about throwing the ball up for him, all of a sudden the same thing happened that happened to you. Yep. Now he's throwing the ball mid thigh and he's getting you know, he's getting he's giving up long balls. When when Michael Walker used to get the ball down, and he's on the Mets now, so I gotta watch how much I'm teaching him but but <laughs> but he knows this <clears throat> and, and we talked about it last year but when he gets the ball down people hit it on the ground they swing and miss at his change up underneath it so i mean it's just very simple right you you have to base this off of people's talent skill skill levels and and, and what their repertoire is there's very few people that can do both really well there just is you know the 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 Max Scherzers the Justin Verlanders those are the superstars that can throw the ball up and they can throw the ball down but most of us have to pick one or the other. You know, I do, I do a little bit of up. It's usually the lefties. Um, but I like to be down. Yeah, everybody knows that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I'm not. We well, got good defense behind you too. Right. Let them work. That's right. And, yeah. and obviously the game is different. But can you pitch up in the zone? Was were your abilities more? able to pitch up in the zone 10 years ago than now it, consistently you, like you said you have to pick your spots no never i mean i've the only times i thought i was really good at throwing up in the zone was when i was in high school and you went you went <laughs> fastball strike one you know fastball up strike two or curveball in the dirt or fastball up strike three because everybody swung at everything because they weren't you know talented big league hitters mm-hmm. um, but in the big leagues i've you know i've came up under dave duncan also and it just made perfect sense you really cannot hit a ground ball over the fence that's true you just can't do it <laughs> i know? love that you can't do it you might hit a fly ball that bounces over the fence mm-hmm. but you're not hitting a ground ball over the fence and uh and it, it when you have a defense like we do you, you might as well put them to work was there a when was the time in your life that you uh that either your curveball clicked for you or you knew it was really, really good? Uh, when I was about 10. Oh, wow. That early, huh? <laughs> 10 or 12, yeah. It's always been a pitch for me that was completely natural and, and something that you know people always say, like, what are you thinking when you throw this pitch? And I'm thinking, I've got my grip. It feels great. I'm going to rip this sucker, and it's going to be awesome. You know, I never have had the doubts of that pitch that I have had in every other pitch I've had in my repertoire. So um, 
I think it's it's Brad Sinker, it's my curveball, it's 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 whatever you're whatever you were made to do, kind of right. Like yeah. I can, you know, I, I feel perfectly comfortable backdooring it or throwing it underneath, down and into a lefty or backdoor to a lefty or you know spotting one up and away to a lefty occasionally or you know it just doesn't I mean I really feel good about that pitch so let's hope it stays that way did you ever feel sorry for those other 10 and 11 year olds that you were throwing that thing to (laughs) no (laughs) not so much because I was I was one of those people the first time I saw the curveball it was over for me and I was in high school yeah that's that was awesome facing those hitters (laughs) Uh, no because at the end of the day what I really love doing is winning yeah and uh and that is uh, still true. So I'm going to try to keep facing those Randy characters out there that yeah. don't like hitting it. Yeah. Hey, we want to touch on Crisis Aid International, but because you're thoughtful and you know what's going on, we we would be remiss if we didn't ask you about your reaction just from a broad scope about what's happening with the Houston situation. Yeah, I mean, on a broad level, because I've thought about this many different times and different ways on what could I say or should I say and all that kind of stuff for from from all that what I know is this <clears throat> I'm glad it I'm glad it got out because it, the baseball the game of baseball does not need something like that in it you know there's this game is too great for for scandals and whatnot to ruin it um, but I also know that I have to watch what I say because there's been times in my career where I said something that you know, you don't think is that dramatic and, and people make it that way, you know, and uh, whatever I say is going to be a distraction to my teammates and to myself. So I could, you know, I could have just told you I'm just here to so I don't get fined. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what <laughs> I want to tell you. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, as a player and responsibility to this team, I, I don't want to be a distraction to me or the team. I have opinions on this. But I don't have to air every single opinion mm-hmm. I have in the world, you know, and I shouldn't air every single opinion of the world. I'm just glad it is getting cleaned up because as a pitcher on the mound, what you don't need to do is have to change signs every two pitches and worry about, you know, people in the stands or people, you know, doing whatever. Um, you should worry about making a pitch and executing and competing against the batter. That's at the game at its purest is competition. It's you versus the hitter and whoever wins wins. That is mm-hmm. the way it should be and, and it shouldn't be about anything else. Well said. And Big League Impact is going to provide 200 families per month with meals through Crisis Aid International. Local elementary uh, school in an under-resourced community will benefit and uh, You've talked a lot about the people that are hungry in our community, which to me is the most amazing thing about America. Here we are, the richest country in the world, and that we have people that are going hungry every single day. And Big League Impact doing what uh, Big League Impact can to help feed those people. Yeah, and that's that's one thing that's been uh, abundantly clear over the last few years. It's it's it, there's not just people abroad that need help, and there's not just people uh, over here in the United States that need help. You know, and and and. You'd be you'd be surprised. Um, we we could feed the entire uh, the entire continent of Africa, you know, and get them completely out of poverty and and moving in the right direction in a lot of different ways. And somebody would come up to me and be like, you know, you could have helped the United States, you know. <laughs> and and my rebuttal to them is, well, we are, you know, doing a lot of stuff in the United States. Also, this is just what you're hearing about, um, but. Then my question to them is, okay, if that's true, what are you doing to stop hunger in the United States? So 
I say that because uh, it's not just either or. People need help everywhere, and we love doing that, right? Like we love, we love to 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 find those people that need help and help them. Actually, take action here and abroad, and 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 it's a call to action for anybody who wants to help us in that mission. You know, there's there's so many people, like we talked about yesterday at Normandy High School, mm-hmm. that that whole area is a food desert. They don't have access to clean food. The whole area you're talking about, the elementary school that they're going to be providing these meals through. These these are people who who are families that don't have food. You know, we're talking about kids, parents, everybody, their jobs repo- uh, required, you know, they were they require nourishment to go out and work and their kids. Obviously, they got to eat to be able to go to school and do well and 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 succeed in life. So, um we're just trying to be a small part in helping those people to get to what what they can be. And uh there's there's plenty of people that need help in, in St. Louis and the United States, and, and we're just trying to find as many as we can. And we can help them as a community. Go to bigleagueimpact.org, or you can just go to our Twitter page, 101 ESPN Fastlane. There's a link right to it so that you can make a contribution. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank we you, guys. We appreciate your help. I'll see we'll you all see tomorrow. tomorrow. All right. All right. Yes, Let's bring waffles. Thank you.